Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Oh, Rush Nation, it's the start of the new week. Half the fantasy season has gone. It's your boy Murph. No stocks today. Coming in your ears with a fresh update for the waiver wire. So we have decided to revamp the scheduling a little bit and deciding to get you out. Uh, waiver wire information as early as we can so we published the article early on a monday and so we thought we would get out the podcast on a monday for you so for this week we're going to get this one out to you today monday and then we will have for you our regular show tomorrow uh, which we slightly ramped because it won't have waivers instead we're going to do uh, something a little different probably more around start sits and then we're going to revamp the takeover show to give you takeaways from the game. So uh, action and insight that you can use for your fantasy teams and also uh, just to give you a bit of a deeper level into the games, just to give you a bit more insight and, and things to uh, look out for in future games from the teams that we mentioned. And then lastly, we're going to have a very special guest on Thursday. He's incredible top guy. He's been on a few times already. I'm really pleased and excited that he's going to be coming back. So four podcasts for you this week. This one's just going to be a very short one. It's just going to be me rattling through waiver wire ads for this week and just to go through any other bits and pieces, but it will mostly just be focused on on the waiver wire. So 
to get started, highlighting two quarterbacks for you this week. The first one is Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is 15.2% owned on ESPN. Those ownership numbers will, will vary depending on the league you play in. Uh, last week or the week just gone yesterday, he put up 21 for 30 for 218 yards, uh, two touchdowns, three INTs, and uh, minus a yard rushing. Now, appreciate Donald hasn't had a very good week. You know, he started off with Patriots and seeing ghosts, and he ends the week against the dominant Jags defense, which has caused them to, to lose another game and to go down one and six. Uh, on their record for the season but he's starting to show some signs of promise don't forget he did miss a few games uh with mono he, he is throwing touchdowns he's also moving the chains uh, a little bit so i'd expect uh, sam Darnold to, to get right soon and he's actually got a very good uh, set of games uh, over the next three weeks so he starts with playing at miami this week then he'll play the giants before ending this three game stretch at washington so three excellent games to target Darnold in if you're needing a quarterback in any of the next three weeks, Sam Darnold is very much worth an add, and he should see some improvement. I wouldn't expect as many INTs to come his way. And we all saw last season, towards the end of the season, he put up some very, very good fantasy numbers. I think he can do that again now. He's had a couple of games behind his belt, and I'd also expect uh, another player we're going to talk about later to come back and offer some additional help for him. If you don't fancy that option, then the other option for you is Derek Carr. He is 18% owned on ESPN leagues. He finished the week 18 of 30 for 285 yards and three touchdowns. So another great week for Derek Carr, uh, throwing those three touchdowns despite the loss. But the Raiders' defense is starting to, unfortunately, let them down a little bit. But it is their offense that is starting to shock everyone, considering they don't really have any any ball players out there. In the last two weeks, Carr is 40 of 58 for 578 yards and five touchdowns for just the one INT. So very, very good numbers for Carr. And uh, he really has started to improve. And it's been a difficult patch for him considering the, the teams they've been playing and also the fact that they haven't been home since the middle of September. Uh, they will be at home this coming week and they'll be playing the Lions, who despite having a defensive-minded coach, uh, have been struggling on defense over the last few weeks. So with Tyrell Williams getting right and healthy and Darren Waller being arguably one of the best uh, fantasy football assets of the season and getting his new contract, plus you've got Hunter Renfro getting hot and having a big game on Sunday. He's starting to see some of these weapons hot up a little bit. So I like Derek Carr too. Have a decent week. I don't think they're going to, the, either of these quarterbacks are going to be a top six option. But given what's on the wire, given the amount of teams on by, um, I think they're, they're perfectly serviceable options to, to get you through the week or the next couple of weeks. Moving on to running backs. Uh, first one to pick up is Zach Senna. He's 0.1% owned. Last week or yesterday, he did only have one carry for zero yards rushing and one reception for 13 yards receiving. Now, this has come just after the news that Kenyon Drake has been traded to Arizona. Now, it, it obviously, there's something going on with David Johnson that perhaps hasn't been communicated yet. It is a sixth-round pick that is a conditional, could be a fifth-round pick next year. So it is just a rental, I think, for Arizona. They could get a comp pick back. Chase Evans got injured in the game on Sunday. He's gone down with a hamstring injury. So there isn't a lot of starting caliber talent out there. I would be very surprised to see Kenyon Drake take on a huge workload, given the fact that this game is being played on Thursday night. So considering he might not get into Arizona till later on today, so he's going to miss practice today. And they don't tend to practice too much on the day before the game. He'd be lucky to have one practice prior to 
the Thursday night football game. So I don't think you're going to see uh, Kenyon Drake have too much of an impact. He might dress. He might be on the field a little bit. But I'd expect Zach Zenner, having been there a couple of weeks now, to have the majority of the plays. Alfred Morris wasn't rostered on Sunday, so I wouldn't expect him to be too much of an influential factor in this game. He might take a little bit of target. At the end of the day, uh, or carry, sorry, the end of the day, the waiver wire is very thin at running back. There aren't many options. You could look to try and pick a handcuff up here, like uh, Alexander Matheson, uh, Tony Pollard, uh, Reggie Bonifon, for example, might be options you, you, you would want to target instead, and, and that makes complete sense. But if you need a starter to come in and do something this week, Zach Senna is you know, a, a, an option for you. And there isn't really many other starting options on the waiver wire this week. But check your leagues. You never know. There might be better options out there. But we're going on a 30% owned threshold just so everybody can have an option to pick these players up for the most part. If you want a more stable option is Mark Walton. He's 11.6% owned. He plays tonight on Monday Night Football. Now, with the news of uh, Kenyon Drake being traded, it does mean that Mark Walton is the de facto number one back. He's been seeing that workload over the last few weeks. The only issue with Walton is that Caden Balage is stealing and vulturing the goal line carries, which does make Walton a production-only back. But he should get more volume. Uh, Drake has been taking anywhere between 8 to 12 touches away from him here in the game. Those touches should open up. I wouldn't see Ballage being coming on too much and, and doing too much. So I think at the end of the day, Walton should be good for additional volume. Game script will go against him, especially with Fitzpatrick in. But I could expect him to get at least 15 touches in that backfield. And he's the only guy on the waiver wire right now that you could categorically say he's going to get that kind of volume. So he's almost a must-add this week as a result. Waiver wires for wide receivers got Cole Beasley. I keep going on about Cole Beasley's 26% owned. I don't really understand how he is uh, so low still. He comes off a week where he's had three receptions for 41 yards and a TD. Again, not maybe a huge week. Would have expected a little bit more, but with that TD, he does get you 13.1 PPR points. So it's also not terrible. He is a, a decent flex option and someone that should be owned and a lot more than he is. He also has a good run of fixtures. He faces Washington and Miami in two of his next three games with Cleveland. Apologies after that. So he's, as we sort of talked about him a few weeks ago, the, the big issue with him is was touchdowns and now he's scored a touchdown in a couple of games in a row now. Uh, you could start to expect Beasley to, to kick on. He's going to get volume. He's going to get some red zone work. So I like Cole Beasley to have on my roster just to get me through the bye weeks. He's a solid flex starter, especially in two of the next three games for sure. The other option for you is Chris Conley. Chris Conley is 9.7% owned. Uh, He finished with four receptions for 103 yards and a TD. I'm not a big fan of going after guys who have massively already produced, but uh, it has been a couple of good weeks for Conley. He had three for 83 uh, the week before. But the reason I do like him this week is the fact that Westbrook, Didi Westbrook, seems to be banged up. So he did return and start against the Jets yesterday, but he did leave the game early in the second quarter. And I think with the bye week coming in week 10 for Jacksonville, I wouldn't be overly shocked to see Westbrook stay out of the side and therefore Conley to get more work. Him and DJ Shark have really stepped up their games this year and it's no coincidence that these two performances have come with a season high in targets for him where he's got seven targets in each of the last two games. So I'd expect Westbrook to maybe not play or to definitely not have as much impact this week. So I really like the idea of bringing in Conley and having him as a waiver wire streamer for this week, potentially cutting him next week on 
when the buy happens. Next uh, position is tight ends. We've got uh, Johnny Smith. He's 0.5% owned. So he got six receptions, 78 yards and a TD against the terrible uh, defense of the Buccaneers who just cannot defend in the air and cannot defend against tight ends. We did talk about Johnny Smith recently. Johnny Smith is a, I, I guess, you know, I, I said with Dwayne McFarlane that I thought he was winning the job. And he was a bit, uh, Dwayne was, I wouldn't say he was quick to shoot me down, but he disagreed and felt that Walker was was carrying an injury, but did feel that he would uh, get that job back. But it looks like Delaney Walker's injury is more serious than initially thought. He's he's not getting into uh, rosters now. He's not getting into game day rosters. So Johnny Smith is is producing. It's a, he's come off the back of a 64-yard week in week seven. Touchdown this week. Tannehill has always had a little favoritism towards tight ends to a certain degree. And therefore, going forward, I think Smith is as good a tight end on the waiver wire as almost anybody. He, he does have the Panthers on the road next. He's still a pretty good option for receptions and the potential uh, touchdown. And like I said, there's not many options out there that are going to be better than the Johnny Smith. One that might be, however, is Chris Herndon. Chris Herndon hasn't played this year due to suspension and injury. He's 25.4% owned on ESPN leagues. He is very close to return and had incredible chemistry with Donald last year. It would be fair to say that we should expect the same again this year. Uh, Donald has missed having his safety blanket over the middle. So he should become a very useful weapon. And again, we mentioned those fixtures he's got up next. His next three games are Miami, the Giants and Washington. So it should be a nice favorable schedule for Herndon to get out there. Hopefully he makes it available. He suits up and he plays in week nine and we could be off to a winner again with 25.4% ownership. He should be available and he is definitely the best tight end out there under 30% owned. Again, you might have some other options out there. And if there are, then then good luck to you. But Chris Herndon seems to be as good as any to to pick up and play at this moment. Kickers, uh, stuck for the second week in a row with Jason Myers. Jason Myers is 10.6% owned. He's having a relatively good, yet maybe slightly understated season. He is definitely the best kicker under 30% owned on ESPN leagues. And he's a good bi-week kicker. So he got you 10 fancy points last week and expects him to get into double digits again. They're playing the Buccaneers at home. I do considering the fact that the Seahawks will run the ball a lot and Tampa have the best run defense in the NFL. I would expect the drives of Seattle to potentially be halted a little bit and to Myers to potentially kick some field goals. So I do like the idea having Myers in this week. I think he's someone that could easily push into double digits and maybe even a little bit beyond and could have a kicker uh, sort of one, two, three week if uh, things break his way. So really like having Myers as someone to come in, pick him up. If you have, say, Greg Zerline in your team uh, and need someone to come in for the week, I don't think you're going to do any better than him. DST, lastly, is the New York Gents. They are The New York Jets are 10% owned. Now, the defense hasn't really been a problem for the Jets this season. They've had three touchdowns, five interceptions, five fumble recoveries, and nine sacks. Okay, the nine sacks is a little low. But the other areas are reasonably impressive. But they have been conceding a lot of points. And this is mostly due to the inept uh, offense, especially when Darnold was uh, ill with mono. And we had to put up with Luke Falk. Again, not really an option you want to be relying on. So if the offense could stay on the field, this would easily be a top 10 uh, defense for me. But given the fact that the Miami Dolphins are their next game and they're strolling into Miami for it, 
I do fancy the Jets to have a pretty good matchup this week. And again, the next few, they play Danny Dimes at home afterwards, which could be interesting. Definitely the hardest of their three games coming up. And then they play Washington and that offense is, is pretty terrible as well. So play two of the uh, three or four league's worst offenses and then the Giants in the next three games, they're definitely a plug and play. So if you're struggling for options in the next few weeks, the Jets are a good one to stash and just to play and set and forget. I'm not saying they're going to be a DST one like the Patriots, but I think they are easily going to be in the top sort of seven to 12 DSTs, which given what's on the way for wire this year, you'd be very happy with that, with the upside of them potentially getting into a top five against Miami and the Redskins. I hope this is been useful so far i hope uh, you do continue to check out the article on five yard rush where it also links through to our uh, week rankings so do have a look at that we haven't updated our week rankings for week nine but stocks and i will get those up on wednesday we will have with you i stream to stream tomorrow that will be up to look at the challenge of me streaming uh, every single week uh, and seeing how i'm be getting on with that we will have our start sits column apologies for missing that out this week just gone but uh, that won't happen again Uh, just unfortunately a few things got in the way and then we will also have our rookies watch our trade corner uh, our idp update as well so we have got a lot of great content on the website do check it out at five yard or five yard rush.co.uk don't forget to interact with us on twitter we also have a nice app as well uh, flick app um, where we are building a chat community so join us on there uh, it should be links to that on our show notes and then also on our uh, Twitter account. So thanks very much for tuning in. I appreciate this. this is just a short little pod just to get you through waiver wire claims on a Monday so that you can action them uh, and get them into your team. But until tomorrow, Rush Nation, keep rushing. HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.